Welcome to the Leading on Purpose podcast with Jackie, where you will hear stories of passion, purpose, and leadership designed to inspire you to live your best life. So let's get started. Dear God, thank you for everyone that is listening to this podcast and for our guest. I ask that you give everyone favor and help them live their best life. Keep this in mind. You will never influence the world by being just like it. So be yourself, be authentic, because the world needs you. Now let's hear from our guest. Alicia, how are you today? I am so excited to have you with me on our podcast today. So this is Alicia McLean, and we are going to talk about leadership, what it means to you. How are you, Alicia? I'm great, Jackie. Thanks for having me. Oh, I am so happy to have you. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Um, Leadership is one of my favorite things to talk about. And so I'm really excited to jump into our conversation. And let's, let's talk about it's a new year. And, uh, you know, coming from a really challenging (laughs) year. So what are you most looking forward to in 2021? Hmm. Well, I think from a from a business perspective, I'm just looking for momentum, you know, continued momentum and an opportunity to have an impact with my clients, you know, from a business perspective, from a personal perspective, I'm just looking forward to adventure, you know, getting out and seeing more national parks and, and, and just doing something different. You know, it's been so easy to be stuck in the house with all this uh, stuff from 2020 and the pandemic and stuff. And, and so since our house is mobile, you know, we just can go out and play and still be safe. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. And I know we're going to get into that discussion about your house being mobile. I'm looking forward to talking a little bit about that. So can you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So um, about me. So from a business perspective, I am, uh, I've been in tech for most of my career. So an African-American woman in tech for 20 plus years. I started out as, as a database analyst and a database designer and, and just moved into positions of leadership. Today, I do what's called agile coaching. And so I work with organizations that are looking to find greater resilience and agility in their operations and their practices. And so um, this year kicks off my sixth year as an entrepreneur, third time around in my life as an entrepreneur, but for this time around the, the sixth year. So that's a, that's a huge deal <laughs> to have gotten through 2020 and still be standing. I am like, I'm stunned by it. Um, so I, I'm, and I'm grateful and I'm humbled by it. Um, from a personal perspective, uh, I'm married. I've been married for three and a half years now. My wife and I have been together for 16. We have a, a little doggy named Charlie. Uh, he's 11 years old. So he's the senior citizen in the house. <laughs> <laughs> if you think about dog years. <laughs> yep. And uh, we live in our grand design 2021 399 toy hauler. And uh, we travel around the country and go to national parks. So a couple of things I want to unpack in what you just said, um, Alicia, you said that this is your your third time being an entrepreneur. And obviously, maybe the third time is a charm that's saying, right? Yeah, <laughs> it is. Um, and then you mentioned that uh, you're traveling around to national parks. Why don't you just share a little bit more about that? How did you, why did you make that decision and, and what's been the experience so far? 
Well, it's an interesting one. So my wife and I owned a condo uh, in a part of town in San Diego called Hillcrest. And we lived there for, I think, almost up to 10 years. And then she just kind of started thinking, you know, this is kind of small. We should move it to like a single you know, house as opposed to something that's attached like a condo. And I was in the middle of my master's program at the time. And I'm like, okay, sure. That sounds good. I thought it was like this fleeting thing. Next thing I know, we're like, going out with realtors and looking at a house. And so we move into this house and we love, 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 love this house. And then about five years into it, she's like, gosh, you know, a tiny house would really be interesting. I'm like, what do you mean a tiny house? We just moved out of an 1100 square foot condo <laughs> into a 1900 square foot house. And now we're moving into a tiny house. <laughs> so, so, you know, she's, she's a lot more courageous than I am when it comes to uh, moving. I am a person who would like, you know, get, stay put and just kind of settle in. I hate moving, Ugh. but, but this has been a great adventure and um, you know, it, it gives us the kind of flexibility to that we've worked for, right? I mean, we're both at a level in our profession where we can work remotely and working from home can mean anywhere as long as it's legal. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we're just taking advantage of it and we don't, you know, we don't need all that house. And, and one of the things that I'm learning is, is to live with less and it and it hasn't felt bad like I thought it was gonna feel. It doesn't feel that way at all. So yeah, less space and less things. Yeah, yeah. I, I think this pandemic has also caused people to just live more simple lives because we really haven't had the opportunity to to do the type of things that we would normally do. So I think it's brought it's brought back some what I would like to say, old school values and the way that you're spending your time, which I think has been really, really good for people. Not, not to say that obviously we would not have preferred to have been in this pandemic to do that. And, and there's definitely been a lot of challenges and, and loss with it. So don't want to, you know, take away from that because that has been horrible. Absolutely yeah. horrible. Yeah. So, so Alicia, you talked about this being your third time as an entrepreneur. Can you just share a little bit more about your current role and what really brought you there to, to, and to be successful there for the last six years? Yeah. So I, um, so yeah, third time around as an entrepreneur, I, I just have this entrepreneurial spirit that I, I must abide. And so I have to be my own boss. <laughs> and so I was going to get it right if it was the last thing I did. And so when it was in 26, wait, no, 2006, 2008, I had a stint then. And then I, um, when I was working at uh, a medical device company, left there, went to another medical device company. And as soon as I walked in the door, I knew it wasn't going to work um, at, just for a variety of reasons. Really nice people, bless their heart, great place. But it just, I, I could just tell that that the mission that they were on wasn't going to last very long. So I just started stacking a bunch of chips, and I was like, you know, I think I'm going to try this entrepreneur thing again. And and so it was in 2015 that I took a class called Coaching Agile Teams, and it was in that class that I I really felt like I got the validation for the skill that I have as an agile coach that is that has mastery in organizational change. There was a complete validation of that as a skill set. So I'm like, I have permission to be my own boss. And so I really took that and just went out on my own. And it was, uh, you know, it comes with ups and downs and peaks and valleys. And every time I'm in a valley, my wife is like, what are you worried about? You're going to find another client. And I'm like, mm, okay. 
<laughs> and that's how it's been, you know, and, and now I, I look at those peaks and valleys as seasonal things that happen just in the course of things. I don't get as worked up about them and I just keep moving, you know, I just keep moving. Okay. And I, and I know that you work with a, a lot of leaders. So, you know, our topic today is around leadership and what it means to you. So why don't you define leadership? What does it, what does it mean to you? Yeah. I do work with a lot of leaders. I, I work at the enterprise level and I work with a lot of uh, whether they're functional managers, you know, first line managers all the way up through C-level that are, a C, you know, like the CTO, CIO, people that are in the tech space. And and I, I, I'm really happy about that target because in my experience as, a, as an individual contributor, I often found that people were promoted up through the ranks in tech because of their technical chops, not because of their ability to lead others. Mm-hmm. And and so I feel like I can have an impact, a positive impact in that space based on the experiences that I've had. But if I were to define leadership, I, I, I define it really simply. It's about the choices that you make about how you show up every day. And so to me, leadership is, is being a spouse. It's being a parent. It's being uh, a community leader. You know, whatever that is, leadership shows up in all kinds of ways. What kind of choices do you make about how you're going to show up every day? So yeah. within when within organizations, um, you know, the organizations that you've had the pleasure of working with, you mentioned that you feel that there's a great opportunity to help these leaders because they're not always promoted because of their leadership skills, but because of their technical skills. So within an organization, um, describe what leadership looks like to you in an organization. So really just honing in on that population. What does leadership mm-hmm. look like in organizations to you? Yeah. You know, I feel like... Um, most of my, so most of my experiences in tech. And so that when I look at leadership, when I look at those who lead in these organizations, it's white male. Um, uh, it's, it's not very often very uh, highly diverse in terms of uh, gender, culture, you know, this kind of thing. And so um, I would say the lenses can be, the lens can be narrow because it's, it's just coming from one perspective. And so between the, 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 the narrow lens and the fact that that people are promoted because of their technical skill, not necessarily because their ability to lead. Sometimes I find fear. I find a fair amount of fear uh, and leading through fear, through the lens of fear in these organizations. I don't think people are doing it deliberately. I think they're doing the best that they can. And this is where coaching comes in. This is where my work as an executive and leadership coach comes in because because oftentimes these folks don't have anybody to talk to about these fears or these challenges that they're having. And so the coaching space creates that great space for that. But um, I would say the lack of diversity and unfortunately the fear is is what drives leadership. So that, so that leads me to my, my next question then is, you know, within these organizations, what does good leadership look like and what does poor leadership look like? I mean, you mentioned fear. I mean, obviously working in a fear-based culture is not productive for anyone, but what does good leadership look like and what does, what does poor leadership look like? Just expand on that a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Well, I would say good leadership. So so here's what's interesting. When I go into organizations to do this work to help them, uh, you know, gain more resilience and agility, I do an assessment first. And the assessment is to get to know them, 
You know, what are some things going on in your organization? Because it would be, frankly, malpractice for me to come in with any sort of recommendations or thoughts or anything about their practices uh, if I didn't get a chance to get to know them. But what I see, and, and I can feel it, and I can read the assessment, and I can tell when good things are happening. I do a whole section on psychological safety in my assessment. And what I see in organizations that have good leadership is openness, transparency, uh, courage, kindness, accountability, empathy, grace. These are the types of qualities of things that I see uh, in organizations that uh, have good leadership. And in organizations that are still working on honing their leadership skills, I see um, I see a lack of psychological safety. I see people afraid to speak up. I see uh, so people sort of uh, fear-mongering among themselves on teams, so not at the leadership level, but sort of not respecting each other's contributions. I see um, bullying. I see um, I see a lack of accountability and a lack of clarity. Um, Brene Brown book Brene Brown says in her book Dare to Lead the clear is kind. Mm-hmm. And I oftentimes see uh, unclear communication. And so this also affects accountability and then people complain about accountability. And so I think what happens is they just don't understand how they contribute to the lack of accountability as leaders. Yeah. And what, do, what do you think are some of the consequences in your opinion of, of both sides of it, the good, the good leadership and the, the not so good leadership? What are some of the consequences that you, you see from that? Yeah. So I'm going to quote a, a, a phrase from a friend of mine. I recently heard this on New Year's Day in a, in a celebration of friends just kind of getting together for New Year's. There's a collateral beauty that comes from good leadership. And what I see as collateral beauty is people being themselves, their, them, their authentic selves. I see people being creative. I see people being kind to one another. I see, um, um, yeah, I see, I see people being, having a freedom and a lightness about how they make their contributions at work. And then on the other side of that, um, I see fear and waste and, and, innovation that is stifled or shut down. I, I can actually, you actually even see uh, this impacting people's health. So, so you, you work with teams that are like, um, uh, I don't want to use the phrase beat down, but that's kind of how it feels like when you encounter them, they're just lacking in energy. And uh, it's just like, they're just over it. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter where you are in your career. You could be working somewhere 20 years and still be excited about what you're doing, right? So I think the environment contributes to this apathy, you know, this this air of apathy. And with those leaders that are creating this, this great environment of, of being, you know, psychological safety, you know, empathy, um, where people can bring their full selves to work. I mean, everyone wants to work in an environment like that. So what are some of the tactical things that you see leaders doing when you see that type of environment? Give give mm-hmm. one or two examples. Yeah, yeah. I think when people are creating uh, an environment of psychological safety, they do have clear communication. Um, and, and they check in on that communication to make sure that it's clear. I also see people, uh, a, a culture of coaching, um, you know, when, when, organiz- when, when leaders create 
cultures of coaching. They create environments where people can find their own solutions. They're not running around the office telling people what to do. They're, they're using the skill and the practice of inquiry and listening to help people find their own solutions and move themselves to the next level. So that's, those are examples of what I see. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, I, I see the same thing. I'm a big Brene Brown fan as well. And I love her work. Um, Dare to Lead is definitely one of my favorite books. And it is so incredibly important for leaders to create an environment where people can feel safe. They can share their point of view. They can take risks. They can take, you know, chances. I, I, that is so in, important. And the company fully benefits when they have that sort of environment and culture because the the employees are going to do a much, much better job. So the company will perform a lot better. So it's Absolutely. incredibly important. And sometimes, unfortunately, it's, it's not, it's not looked at as much as I think it, it could be or should be. So really great discussion. So Alicia, um, you know, we mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that obviously 2020 was a very, very challenging year and we're, we're early in 2021 and, and certainly there's going to continue to be challenges. Um, we're still living and, and working in a, a virtual environment. Um, there's still political concerns, equality concerns. So there's still a lot that is going on. So what's your, your recommendations um, to leaders to help them continuously lead effectively through all of the, the ongoing challenges that we're, we're facing? Yeah. You know, here's the thing. You know, I always say uh, you have to apply your own mask before you can help somebody else, right? And so I think that one of the things that leaders can do is to get whatever support they need so that they can show up in ways that they can be proud of and that they can speak highly of. And so maybe that means getting a coach. Maybe that means uh, some self-development. Maybe that means therapy. You know, whatever that means for you, I think we have to be able to take care of ourselves. You mentioned earlier this idea of self-care. I just did today. So I'm a huge Peloton fan. Do I have the bike? No. Do I have the treadmill? No. But what I do have <laughs> is that is the monthly membership to the digital platform. And so I have meditations that I can do. I have yoga anywhere, which I can do right here in my the back of my RV. So I love that. And this year they're doing a year of yes uh, based on Shonda Rhimes book. And I was just listening to that meditation before our thing today. And so meditation is another one of those things. And self-care is another one of those things that is important for leaders to do. You can't take um, self-care uh, for granted. It's, it's so important to apply your own mask. Yeah, I agree with you. And especially in, in the way that we have all been living, it, it's, I mean, it's always important, but it's extremely important right now because um, you know, everyone is, is, is getting to the point of running on empty. And yep. so you have to refill your tank so that you can be a value and um, help other people. So I agree with you 100%. So Alicia, we're going to with that in mind, we're going to actually take a, we're going to you know, take a, a quick pause and ask you some fun questions. So um, so are you ready? I want you to yes. answer with just the first thing that comes to mind. Okay, got it. I'm going to shift gears here. So okay, what 
is the funniest hairstyle that you have ever had? The funniest hairstyle. So I wore a wig for a minute. <laughs> and I <laughs> think that was... Wig, right? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with a wig, but the one I was wearing was funny. <laughs> Plus it was hot. So yeah, I think that was the funniest one. <laughs> what was the style of the wig? What was it? I don't, you know, it was like this flippy doodah thing. And I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's nothing wrong with a wig you know rock that wig that's if that's you but I I just didn't know how to clearly know how to pick a good one yeah. <laughs> I wore it anyway though <laughs> yeah so wig wearers out there don't be offended <laughs> do not be offended because there's some beautiful wigs out there <laughs> okay next one if a country was named after you what would be the name of the country grace grace oh right. yeah am i naming the country or am yeah, i am i making the up the name of the country yeah grace yes okay yes. nice mm-hmm. that's and then if money yeah. was no object what would you buy a boat <laughs> <laughs> yeah a boat or a yacht yeah, I'd buy a yacht. Yeah, okay. I, I'd buy a, a yeah, not like a tugboat. Yeah, I would buy a yacht because that would really complement the whole RV thing. You know, pull up the RV, get in the boat, do some water exploration. That would be super fun. Oh, awesome. Yeah, there's some beautiful yeah. yachts out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so going back to some of the questions about leading leadership and what it means to you, you know, what are some practical ways that leaders can strengthen their leadership skills? Now, I know you talked about self-care, but just build on that. What are some other ways that leaders can strengthen their leadership skills? Yeah. So the self-care piece has to be so deliberate. Like if you're going to do yoga or meditate, create the space for it, you know, block the time to create the space for self-care. Another tip that I would say is get a coach. You know, a lot of people don't really understand coaching. And and I I know this as a person who thought I understood coaching before I got trained as a coach. (laughs) So I am just if it were not for my peer coaches that I had right after George Floyd died in the first week of June, I don't know that I would have been able to get through June. It was that brought up so much emotion for me. And so having a coach and having that space to process my emotion and my thought was so important, that judgment free space, that psychologically safe space. So getting a coach, super important. There's some, you know, if you want to, if you want to level up your leadership skills, there's some great books you can read. I will send you a link to my website. My business name is Operational Innovations with a hyphen in between it. And I have a, a page there called Goodreads, Alicia's Good reads and I've got tons of leadership books. Um, One in particular that I'll mention here if I can remember the name of the whole book, but it's called Maestro, the surprising, God, I'm going to blow it. I'm going (laughs) to, I'm not going to get the name of this right, but it's the surprising power of leading through listening or something like that. It's a great book and it talks about this guy who leads orchestras and how he does all this through listening and bringing people together. And I had the opportunity to experience that in person. And it just sent chills up and down my body to be there in the presence of this happening. And it just reminded me of how leaders bring teams together. It was phenomenal. Oh, excellent. And I agree, you know, getting coaching is definitely really important because it, it gives you a safe place to share your thoughts, your perspectives and get and get a different perspective. And I think yes. that's really, really great. Yeah. Um, 
You know, as we, you know, journey through 2021, Alicia, what quote or mindset technique do you plan to take um, with you into 2021 and, and really lean on this year? Yeah, I think that's such a great question. And I'm trying to think what prompted me to think through this. Um, So I did a post on LinkedIn and I said, if the words you speak are the house you live in, what is your word, your theme and your mantra for 2021? And so my word is resilience after getting through 2020 and just as an African-American woman who's done the work that I've done in tech, it's all about resilience, right? Because you got to be able to get back up when you're faced with no or rejection or whatever. My theme is momentum. That's also the name of our RV. It's a momentum. Okay. <laughs> and I put the picture of the, nobody knows this because they don't know what that picture is, but that's the picture of the back of our RV. And my mantra is to dare greatly for 2021. Well, so that awesome. is, yeah, that's my story for 2021 and I'm sticking to it. That's, that's awesome, Alicia. Well, <laughs> well Alicia, how can um, people get in contact with you? Yeah, so I would love that. So I would love it if anybody listening would reach out on LinkedIn. Uh, the best way to get directly to me is to put my name in. So Alicia, A-L-I-C-I-A, R McLean, because if you don't put the R in, you're going to get a bunch of other people. Uh, So connect on LinkedIn, would love that. My website is operational-innovations with an S.com. They can get to me that way. Uh, On Twitter, I'm Agile Leader SD for San Diego. You can catch me that way too. And I'm also on an organization website called WiseHer, which is coaches who support the development and girl power of women entrepreneurs. And you could find me there at Alicia R. McLean. Also, well, Alicia, thank you so much for your time. You shared a lot of amazing pearls um, with the audience today. Congratulations on your success, especially uh, remaining successful through 2020. I know it was a challenging year, so congratulations to you. I wish you continued success in your professional and and personal um, life. You know, your journey through (laughs) national parks, just have a great time. And and thank you so much for joining um, the podcast today. Thanks, Jackie. It was fun. It was good to see you again. 